You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 73 of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are brought to you by Belly Up Media in association with Godzilla Media. Before we get into the episode, I just want to remind you to go to our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram. It's NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And on YouTube, go search for No Credentials Required, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notifications button. On the podcast side, subscribe to the channel. Also, rate and review. Give us a five-star rating if you feel that it's worth the rating. Also, leave a review on any podcast platform that you can leave a review on. And you can subscribe on any podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, wherever you find podcasts. And another way to support the store is to visit our Bonfire store, which you can visit at bonfire.com. Search for No Credentials Required. You can find a couple t-shirts and maybe a hoodie to wear. This week's episode will feature our Major League Baseball preview, we've got two guests, a couple of youngins, I could say. Uh, we've got my nephew Christian, who uh, who has his own podcast, which he sporadically records. And we have LJ LaFura from MLB Daily, one of our podcasts on the Belly Up Sports Podcast, uh, on, the, on Belly Up Media, excuse me. Before we get into the episode locally, we want to talk to you about one of our partners at Godzilla Media, that's Mohawk Honda. 
This spring is the perfect time to get top dollar for your trade-in with the Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. Same day check in your hand, the day you trade in your vehicle. The new vehicle inventory continues to roll in at Mohawk Honda. To follow the newest vehicles coming in, follow Mohawk Honda on any of the social platforms, including Facebook and Twitter. And head over to Mohawk Honda's Facebook page to find out more about this year's pet adoption clinic scheduled for April 24th. And listen, we know it's tough times right now financially for everybody, but Mohawk Honda, all of their Mohawk, all of their sales and leasing consultants will work with you to find you the best vehicle for your budget and lifestyle. So visit Mohawk, visit Glenville, New York, and go to Mohawk Mahanda, where they always go out of their way to please you. All right, so let's get into this week's episode, episode seventy-three, our Major League Baseball preview with LJ and with my nephew Christian. Thank you for being a friend. You got a friend in me. But you say he's just a friend. You say he's just a friend. This is the Friends with Ryan segment, only on No Credentials Required. And welcome to the Friends with Ryan segment. This is the segment where friends, both old and new, and sometimes family, <laughs> comes in to talk about sports. And we've got a special preview of the Major League Baseball season for 2022. We finally got to the point where we can play Major League Baseball. It starts this week. And if you're watching on Billy Up TV, it may have already started. So we're going to get into this this uh, installment of Friends with Ryan with a couple special guests. We're going to preview the Major League Baseball season. So I'll go ahead and bring in my guests right now. We have from Major League Baseball Daily, one of the co-hosts of the show, we have LJ LaFlora. LJ, how are we doing today? Uh, fantastic. You know, it's it's been a, it's been a great like week for me because we're now in, now in Boston. You know, New England weather is so volatile, but it's finally gotten to the point where it actually feels like that Northeast spring baseball weather, and mm-hmm. it really starts to hit home for me. So I'm plenty excited right now. All right, and to my right. Is my nephew, who's been the show a couple times before, my nephew Christian. Christian, how are we doing today? Good. It's been a it's been a very long day. Let's just say that I was up at uh, about six o'clock this morning. I uh, had to drive to St. Bonaventure to play three games today. Fun. And uh, it decided to snow. <laughs> so I'm I was very cold. So I, I may need New a, England I, weather. Yeah, New England weather where you are, LJ, and. Uh, uh, borderline Canadian weather <laughs> where Christian yeah. is today. I may need a clip of that to install uh, to <laughs> install at the end of the show. And that's uh, so but, funny too because like that St. Bonaventure area compared to the majority of places around it, it's tucked behind the mountains in a place where like they get next to no snow comparatively. So that's funny that it managed yeah. it today. It wasn't like too hard of a snow. It was like it was like flurries but like not flurries. It was mm-hmm. It was cold though. That's it was like it, it said thirty two, but it felt like it was like ten degrees. It was free. Never, never, never in the northeast does it ever was, feel like it I was should bundled be. up with two sweatshirts underneath my jersey, and I was still freezing. <laughs> All right, so baseball, gentlemen, is starting this week. I, I'm sure you're both excited. Uh, LJ, I know you're a big baseball fan, and Christian, well, since you were a little kid, you've always been a fan of baseball, but 
we're going to start off with doing some previews, previews of each division. And actually, LJ can, uh, and Christian both, can you catch me up? I mean, I've kind of paid attention to what's going on with the baseball season. We're going to have expand playoffs. We're going to have, I, I don't know what happening with the, uh, with the, uh, what happened with the, the details of the CB, the new CBA. Uh, can you both fill me in on what's going on with this season, and also tell the audience who may not be paying attention to the baseball, uh, what's going on this, what's going on to for this season. Um, yeah, so really for the audience at this point in time, it ended up being kind of, in a way, a whole lot of nothing with this CBA, which is very frustrating <laughs> when you see games get lost off the beginning of the season and get a crunched schedule now because of things that really the majority of the stuff that was supposed to be happening or people wanted to happen didn't come to fruition. But from a fan standpoint, you know, the big two things that ended up happening here is the universal DH. So the DH will be in every single lineup, American League and National League. It doesn't matter what park you're in. Every single team nice. has the option to have a designated hitter. And then that extra playoff spot is so huge as well because you're really going to get an opportunity to see so many more teams who most of the time they're really good or they have really good back-end runs and would have been scary to see in the playoffs. Uh, think like a Seattle from last year where they were really good, but they just weren't good enough to hold on at the very end after they made that run. That type of team makes the playoffs this time, and that's very, very exciting to me. Past that, it just ended up being a lot of, you know, minor play, uh, pay things, excuse me, whether it's extra bonuses for the guys who can't reach arbitration yet and stuff like that ended up being really where the league found themselves by the end of the negotiating process. That sounds about right, Christian. <laughs> yeah, he basically covered everything. <laughs> but the, the thing that I'm most excited about is definitely the the DH and the playoff spot. You know, um, we had we had that one little glimpse of the universal DH in 2020, and that was just like it was awesome. You know, um, and it just like really helped the game. I feel, you know, you don't want to really see pitchers hit. Like I'm, I'm a pitcher myself, and I hate hitting. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard. But so let the people that are good at it do it, you know. Um, but that extra player spot, like you said, like the Mariners last year, I was I so badly wanted them to get in. Um, so I'm I'm excited for this year to see see all those new teams in there. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty of everything, guys. So we're gonna start off. We're we're gonna do division by division, and we'll kind of go into who we think is gonna make the playoffs this year. So let's start in the AL East, and we've got four really good teams in that division. We've also got Baltimore, uh, but <laughs> we have four really solid teams in that division. Hey, look at that. He's got the Yankees cap on and uh, Christian, I didn't tell you, LJ's a, LJ's a uh, Red Sox fan. Oh yeah, so. do we need to get the uh, Kike Hernandez sunglasses out? <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem playing this game. Oh, oh man, that's like, Bre- that's like Brett Hart sunglasses right there. So, <laughs> so let's start with the AL East. And Christian, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the, the conversation with you. Could all four teams potentially win this division? Win is a is a really tough thing, but yes, um, I do think that all four teams have a pretty decent chance of actually coming out on top. I mean, especially the Blue Jays have a very very good lineup um i know they lost Simeon, which is a tough loss for them um but 
you know, Blue Jays have a really stacked lineup and they have a really good pitching staff too. Um, but even the Yankees, like I know I was I was really nervous for the start of the season. So we didn't really make any offseason moves, like big offseason moves, but um from what I've seen in spring training, like Higashioka, he's he's really performing out there. And uh Donaldson too. And I'm I'm excited right now. Um it's gonna be really close. I think the Red Sox can be in it too, even though they uh they're not really my favorite team, but you know, I gotta give props where where it's due. And then uh, you know, the Rays, Rays are always in it. Rays have a very low salary cap, or not salary cap, a salary, but they're they're still low one of the payroll, best yeah. Yeah, best, one of the best teams in the AL, I have to say. And then you got the Orioles. I think the Orioles could be a, a sneaky in there. Hmm. Interesting. I'm kidding. All right. I'm, I'm LJ, what are your feelings about the AL East? Could all any of these four teams win the division? I think all four of those teams could easily win the division. Playoff wise, realistically, only three of them will get in, but three of them definitely will get in. I think I'd have to agree. My favorite coming into the year objectively will be the Toronto Blue Jays, just because I mean I I look at what they did. Yes, they lost stars. They lose. Robbie Ray, the guy who goes out and wins the Cy Young for them last year. But then they come in and they double down on it by going and get Kevin Gosman, who was a Cy Young frontrunner for the majority of last season. And then also adding on to that with another all-star in Yusei Kikuchi. And then on the offensive side, you have a situation where you lose Simeon and they do almost the same thing by bringing in another very, very talented player in Matt Chapman to come play third base Third base, which was a spot of defensive weakness. Overall, Biggio and Bichette just defensively, they weren't all there at that age, especially to be playing such prime defensive positions on the on the field. So overall, this makes them a lot stronger. I would have to say they're my favorite. Red Sox are probably my second favorite just because, you know, I would have liked to see them bring in more pitching. I think if they're to be a serious contender, they need to figure out more pitching along the way. But at the end of the day, they, their one big move this offseason was one of the best fits in terms of team fit of any one of the offseason. As for the other two, I think they've got things that are really going to hurt them, at least in the short term, and really set them back. I mean, the Rays have flat out no pitching right now. It's like literally everyone's hurt. Everyone's hurt or they have no experience with the team in this system. And so it could end up just being an absolute dumpster fire. I could easily see that for the first at least two months for the Rays, where no matter what they do, no matter how much of the analytics they use, they're not going to be able to figure it out because they don't have those guys. And ultimately, the Yankees came up short. I mean, yes, preseason can show you some, but it doesn't show you everything. And I don't think that necessarily enough of the moves were made, or at least the big enough moves, were made to completely reset the way this team was. That was the talk going into this offseason was you need to make big changes for this team to be able to compete with everyone else. It's too power-heavy, hitter-heavy. It's too get-the-ball-in-the-air-heavy. It's too unathletic. And what is their big move? They go and grab a $25 million a year, 35-year-old third baseman, I believe he's 35, in Josh Donaldson. Like, the moves just did not work with what this team needed to do. So ultimately I think those two teams are the biggest disadvantage of the five coming into the year. 
Now, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to what your thoughts on as to why the Yankees couldn't couldn't secure any of the big names. I, I have three theories as to why. I think part of it had to do with an already bloated payroll. They got to pay more luxury tax on it. I also think when when players hear Yankees, they don't associate it with fun. They think it's very corporate. Very. I mean, Christian, if you were to be on the Yankees right now, you'd have to lose that hair. You'd have to lose your mullet, which is uh, unfortunate because that's a sweet mullet. Right unfortunate. Yeah. But luckily, I'm not on the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. And I think the third reason is because I, I think Cashman and Boone are satisfied with the team they already have. They've also got some young studs in uh, AAA and uh, double A. They'll be starting out in double A and probably going up to triple A next season. Uh, uh, a couple of them, one of them being Austin Wells, who's a catcher, and the other one being, uh, I believe, it's was, it was Jason Rodriguez, the, the Martian, the uh, outfielder. Jason Dominguez. Just Dominguez. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you correcting me on that. <laughs> Jason Dominguez, who's uh, who's the alien, and that guy could be a stud for years to come. But I just want to get your thoughts on as to why the Yankees couldn't couldn't land the big free agent. We go into me or yeah, uh, let's I'll, go. LJ, I'll go to you first. Yeah. Overall, look, it's it's a matter of money, or at least how much Hal Steinbrenner is willing to invest in this team because. At the same time as you are in the luxury tax, it doesn't mean that much at the end of the day. I mean, look at the Dodgers. They're able to do all of this with a really starting with a good homegrown roster and then spending obscene amounts of money to just make it better and better, not really caring about this luxury tax because they're making enough money on top of this by investing in the roster Mm -hmm. that it's going to make up for itself. And the Yankees are an even more valuable Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com team and a more valuable franchise than the Dodgers are at this point. So it makes no sense to me for them not to invest, especially when you have guys like Stanton and judge who that prime is kind of close. The window that started in 2017 is almost virtually shut at this point, that core, that roster isn't there anymore. And so that's a huge point of disappointment to challenge your theory, not respectfully challenge your theory on um, them being happy with the team. It didn't seem like they were that happy with the team coming out of last season, Mm -hmm. uh, especially uh, the front office. So it just seems like they weren't willing to spend the money that it took to get one of these deals done. They weren't able to give Carlos Correa top infielder money. They weren't willing to give Trevor story $23 million a year, but they were willing to give, 
Josh Donaldson $23 million a year. And those, those two were definitely not the same level of positional need. They didn't need a third baseman. They desperately needed a shortstop and really still do. So it's just, I think it's a matter of ownership not being willing to be aggressive enough to go out and actually capitalize on this playoff window. Christian, do you agree, disagree? What's uh, what's your thought process? Yeah, I, I agree with the uh, with the last part he said. So um, the whole paying Donaldson 25 mil a year and not giving everybody else that, it's like it's kind of disappointing to me because we traded away Gio Urshela. I mean, like mm-hmm. Gio Urshela was one of the heart of the – he was probably like – one of the biggest names on the Yankees, especially last year, um, he had a very good season, um, and it's I was I was very sad to see him go. But the I feel like the only upside that Donaldson has is he hits the ball hard a lot. He had one of the highest average exit velocities in the league last year, and that's really something that the Yankees can work off of. I feel like, and with the whole shortstop situation, I feel like if we put Glaber Torres at second base. He would feel a little more comfortable, but then that leaves us with a little sticky situation with where to, where we put DJ LeMahieu and Anthony Rizzo, and uh, it just gets into a whole mix of possibilities you could do with that lineup. It's it's, it's really tough right now. Boone has a really tough decision to make because there's going to be some guys that aren't starting on opening day that should start on any other team probably. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on from the AL East. We're going to move on to the AL Central. Is it Chicago? This is the White Sox division to win or to lose, or could they potentially run away with this division? Uh, uh, Christian, I'll start with you. Uh, what's your feeling about the AL Central? I really feel like it's their division to lose, to be completely honest. I mean, they have they have a great team, great pitching, mm-hmm. great lineup. But if they if they don't figure stuff out early, they might fall a little bit behind. Um, I know the Royals are a good young squad that could pop out certainly any time. I, I liked them last year, but they kind of underperformed. Um, the Twins are kind kind of kind of good. I mean, they have mm-hmm. Urshela from the Yankees, Correa, new signing. I mean, Gary Sanchez, he can pop off at any moment. Um, so I can I can really see them coming in either second or third. But I feel like the other two teams aren't really really doing anything right now. I mean, the Guardians. They didn't do much in the off season, and uh, other than they, change their, other than rebrand, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, and the Tigers are going to be the Tigers for a little while longer, unfortunately. Gotcha. All right, LJ, d- agree, disagree? I, I agree. It's it's their division to lose, but it's not going to be. There's there's no situation I can feel comfortable where they run away in a very easy division. Just because you look at what you saw last year, and sure, some of their best players weren't healthy for large stretches of the season, but they put themselves in a poor position by the end of the year, and part of that came down to management. I really don't think Tony Larusa has it anymore, and that's not his fault. The game just moves beyond people. Sometimes, you know, you retire for a reason. And so, overall, they're going to be able to do well, but there's going to be a lot of outside factors hampering this team from really pulling away in this division. Minnesota is going to have a really interesting situation. They brought in almost an entirely new uh, pitching staff, Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy, Chris, Chris Archer, along with putting Carlos Correa in, and you look at the splits, one of his best ballparks. So this is a really a good opportunity for them. I would say 
number two in this division, and it'll be a close number two to the White Sox, will either be the Twins or the Tigers. The Tigers are primed for their bounce back to start. I really love Casey Mize. I think he had a fantastic year last year. Frankly, he should have been an all-star last year. And I'll stand by that to the day I die. You now have a full second season for Tariq Skubal and Matt Manning with a guy who's been around a proven leader in Eduardo Rodriguez there to start things up. And I wouldn't be surprised if we look at Spencer Torkelson and end up with a rookie of the year. So all of a sudden you've got Javi Baez, Spencer Torkelson, Akil Badu in this lineup. There's a lot to like here, and there's a very high ceiling for the Detroit Tigers this year. Fascinating thoughts, gentlemen, both from the, both the I was surprised. Didn't figure Detroit would be in the conversation, but LJ fill us in nicely with those uh, with the, some of the names on, the, on, that, on their uh, roster. I'm not gonna so lie, I kind of forgot they got uh, they had Javier Baez on their squad. Yeah, yeah I totally forgot. <laughs> I was, that. I Raise totally your hand, forgot that. they did Javier Baez. <laughs> well, I was I was so excited about it this off season because I really thought they were going to end up with Correa until they went and grabbed Baez before the lockout because it just seemed like a no brainer for him to go back to his former manager in a situation where he can, again, step in and be that same leader that he was in Houston. It felt like the best fit out of any free agent, but that ended up not being the way things went. They'll be fine with Baez. All right, we're going to move on to the AL West now. LJ, I'll start with you. Is it going to be a two-team fight for the end for uh, between Houston and Seattle this year? Um, I would like to see it. I'm not sure that Seattle necessarily has enough this year. We're talking about the best offense in baseball paired with a very young pitching staff that's only going to continue to get better in Houston. I really like what Seattle is doing. They're going to make a really strong run and really strong campaign this year. But at the age that the majority of their best players are going to be at, I mean, you think about like Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kalenic, we call him Jared Kleenex on our show. They're going to need to step up big. You're not going to just be able to rely on guys like Jesse Winker, who they brought in this year to get the job done. I see them as more a year away from being division contenders, but they're 100% in the wildcard race right now. Christian, same question to you. Is it this is it going to be a two-team race in the AL, AL West this year? Oof, this is a good question because I like I like another team that I think you might have forgotten about, the Rangers. Rangers went out and oh. made some big offseason moves. That's um, true. They, they signed Corey Seager, who's one of the, in my opinion, a top three shortstop in the league. Um, he's He's in his prime right now. I mean, and then you have Marcus Simeon as well. What a great year last year! So the, I fr- I really think it's a three team race. But I did I do agree with what LJ said. I think they're the Mariners are a year away. I think they're a third place team right now. But I I think it really comes down to the two Texas teams. Um, I mean, Oakland just sold away Manaya to the Padres, so they're obviously out of it. Um, so I, I really think it's those those three teams that are going to be racing for it. But I could, I could honestly see the Mariners getting into the playoffs this year. I really can see that. Now, I, I'm kind of curious as to what your feelings are, both your feelings are about, about the Oakland A's. Are they shooting a lot of payroll on, on, on purpose because they, because of operating costs? Or do you, th- do you think it's, this might be a prelude to what the Expos basically did from 1990, 1995 all the way to 2004 
where they're selling assets only to move in the end. Cause I, I, I think they, I think they might skip town. I'd probably line up, play, up playing somewhere like, like Las Vegas or, or Scottsdale Buffalo. or Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a, a very long talk about this rant last year. I certainly couldn't do it now and do it justice, but I feel like I've, I've can put together a really good defense of why Buffalo would be a great city to have a major league baseball team again. I 100% um, agree, I mean, especially with football. I mean, do you see what they bring with football? I mean, yeah. I myself, as I, I mean, I'm in Rochester right now, so I kind of have to be a Bills fan. I never really followed football before, really, probably a couple of years ago. But uh, I mean, I went to a Bills game this year, and it was it was electric. We'll, we'll just say that. So I think I think they could pack the house with baseball even even better, honestly. But. Ryan, to answer your question, I'm not sure they're necessarily going anywhere. Look, okay. they they did reopen conversation for that new stadium, and it doesn't make sense to leave your spot if you have a chance to get that new stadium that you want. As long as there's a chance, they're not putting that in immediate plans. What it feels more like to me was this season was a major shift in their philosophy in terms of not philosophy but mindset about their team. You know, okay. you look at last last offseason, they offered 10 years, $150 million to Matt Chapman. That's unheard of for the Oakland A's to give that type of long-term extension to anyone. And they decided right. to pay, try to try to pay one of their best players. All of a sudden, you come into this season, and it's such a lackluster performance across the board that they finally realized, all right, the core group that we've been relying on to get us to the playoffs and hope we get lucky – isn't good enough right now. So it's better for us to, to have this little fire sale, get some assets back. And then maybe a few years from now, we're going to have that same type of core. We're going to have our new Matt Chapman, Matt Olson type situation where there's these guys we can rely on to be really good and then fill around them with bargain brand pieces. That That's ultimately, they're going to end up back at the same place. They're still going to be that fringe wildcard team that, you know, always, always gets there, but doesn't do much. It's just going to be a few minutes because the core that they had built around them was not strong enough. All right. All right. So we're going to move on to the national league side. Now we're going to move on to the national league East. This is going to be a very interesting division. I think between three teams in particular, Philly, the Mets and Atlanta. Who winds up on top of the end? And LJ, I know, I know you got to go in a couple minutes, so I'll start with you. Which one of these teams could be the division winner uh, in October? It's going to be Atlanta. I feel very convinced on that. I, I just – I don't see a scenario where these other teams make it because I actually – just a couple weeks ago, we picked our winners and losers of the offseason. Philadelphia was my loser of the offseason. Because, yes, they made a lot of really good moves. Corey Knievel, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. But what I saw in that was a team that spent a lot of money to get just a little bit better. This is still by far the worst defense in the league and possibly the worst defense in the modern era. And that's going to really hamper this team. I don't think the relief core is nearly strong enough to contend. And Atlanta didn't take a far enough drop back for either of those teams to be serious contenders for the division. As for the Mets, yes, they tried. They spent they spent money and they spent money very wisely, 
But at the same time, they they cut the gap in half, but they still needed Atlanta to take a step back. And by replacing Freddie Freeman with Matt Olson and bringing in Kenley Jansen, they did not take nearly the step back that was required for either of those teams to actually be in contention. All right, Christian, what's your feeling about the NL East? Who comes up? Who's on top at the end? I have to agree with LJ. I think I think Atlanta is going to come out on top. I mean, I feel like they've only gotten better. To be completely honest with you, I mean, they're bringing they're bringing back Acuna, who who was out all last season. I mean, I'm so excited to watch Acuna this year. He's like one of my favorite players in the league right now. He's like he he brings a lot to the team. I really don't think they got any worse bringing in Matt Olson from Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman's a great great player, but I don't think Matt Olson's much worse than he is. I mean, average wise, they're a little bit far apart, but Matt Olson brings the same, almost the same thing that uh, Freddie Freeman does as, as for the Mets and the Phillies. um, I was excited for the Mets this year, but I feel like Atlanta's just going to kind of own that division. I mean, they're just, I feel like they're just too good for the Mets to really gain any ground on them. Um, The Mets got a, a, they did get a lot better bringing in Eduardo Escobar, um, Max Scherzer. I mean, I, it, it's unfortunate that DeGrom is out. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed to see that because he's probably the best pitcher that the, the league has seen in a, in a while. Um, and I can say that with confidence. But it's, it's going to be tough for them to really gain ground in Atlanta because they don't really have that, that like, that solid, like starting rotation and bullpen. They're going to give up a lot of runs this year. I feel like that's an issue for them. It always has been. And like what LJ said with Philly, like they didn't really get much better. Um, not enough better to gain any ground, at least. So I think it's Atlanta. Can I jump in on the pitching staff for the Mets too? Because I think that's Go a right ahead. great point. Because first off, I agree. Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher of my lifetime, certainly. And I've always said I wish – like if I could go back in time, I would go back and watch the Pedro era in Boston where people used to go out on Friday nights, go out on Tuesday nights even if he was pitching to go see it somewhere because it was such an event. That's what Jacob DeGrom was the last couple years. And I loved seeing it. But now it's just, you know, we keep moving farther and farther from that place because of injury – you look at this rotation with DeGrom in it and without him, and it's such a significant drop-off. I feel very comfortable with guys like Max Scherzer and Chris Bassett, but the rest of that group, Carlos Carrasco, Taewon Walker, Tyler Miguel, just I don't trust them enough to be like 3-4-5 without DeGrom at the top of it. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on to the NL Central now. And there are three teams that kind of stick out in my mind, the Brewers, the Cardinals, and the Cubs. And LJ, again, I know you got to go soon, so I'll get you quick thoughts here. In October, who's winning the division out of those three teams? I mean, if you have to, if you had to, if you're making me ask, answer this, <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I, know, I know you have to, and it's you know I, I literally have to do our we do a, a two and a half to three hour preseason primer or season primer to begin the season, just like uh, Bill Simmons does with the NBA, and I have to figure that out before then too. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made 
to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I go with Milwaukee. Overall, that's just such a strong team. Christian Yelich couldn't possibly have a worse season than he did last year. And there's just so much, there's a lot to like in the pitching staff. You're, you're three deep with guys that are really ones on, depending on what team you're on. Uh, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, fantastic players. You've got the best eighth, ninth inning in the league, without doubt. And again, there's a lot of room for this offense to continue to improve. Christian Yelich will have some form of bounce back, whether it's to full MVP status or not, I couldn't tell you. And I absolutely love Willie Adamas and what he brought to this team last year. I mean, I would have given him MVP votes if I had the option to. That's how good a season and how much of an impact he brought to that Milwaukee roster last year. So they're going to they're gonna win back-to-back. All right, Christian, up to you. Over to you, same question. I hundred percent agree. I think I think it's Brewers all the way. As much as I love the Cardinals, I, I just don't think they're really good enough to beat the the Brewers. Um, but I do. I'm 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 disappointed because the Brewers are always one of my favorite teams to watch, and I do love Adamas. I love Yelich. They're great players, but they always come up short in the playoffs in that. It really, really aggravates me because they're they're a team I like to watch, and they 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 have potential to be great, and then they end up playing somebody like the Dodgers or the Braves in the first round of the playoffs, and they're gone. So, um, but yeah, I I do agree. I think it's going to be the Brewers, and I don't really think it's going to be that close. <laughs> hmm. All right, now I I got a quick question for you guys. What's the over under on how many Seiya? Uh, uh, calls there are for when uh, Seiya Suzuki hits home runs. What's the over under? What's your? Uh, do, I said the over under is. Uh, I'll mark it at thirty. So it's going to be over, going to be under. Uh, Seiya uh, home run calls for like, hey Seiya <laughs> Suzuki is another home run. What's the over under? What's your? So you go over the over the over the or the under. I will give you the under, but I'm giving you a hundred percent of the home runs. Okay. But mine, mine is a matter of he's not going to hit 30. Look, they they were honestly so smart to bring in Seiya Suzuki because their timetable fits great with some of these Asian professional players that get brought over because the majority of them, with the exception of Shohei Otani winning Rookie of the Year, like he's, he's, he's a freak. He's a different animal. We don't go there. But for the most part, they need a minute to catch up to major league pitching. Most of the time when you see these guys and they're really good, they end up being really good at least, their first season doesn't look like the rest of them. So 
With he's the exception what, of Ichiro Suzuki. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. One exception. We're, we're talking about hall. We're talking about hall of famers with Shohei and Ichiro. So, yes. for the most part, I think he's going to have a successful tenure in Chicago. I think he's gonna gonna do really well, but he's going to need a little time to adjust to the game. That's why being in Chicago is such a great situation because this team is looking at another year or two before they're actually competitive. Christian, same uh, same question. I I'm gonna have to agree uh, on there, but I like like LJ said, 100 of the home runs are gonna be gonna be the Sayakawa. It's it's kind of <laughs> kind of has to be. All right, Ryan, I gotta run, but thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, uh, LJ. It's actually LJ Lafiura because I keep, I keep. I don't know. I, for some reason, I don't see the. I see an L instead of an I in your name. <laughs> but go ahead before you take off. Go ahead and plug your stuff. Where can people find you, and where can people can find the uh, the podcast? You're yeah, on? you can find me um, at LJVP underscore VP underscore Lafiura on Twitter and everything. But really, the one you want to be following is at MLB Daily Pod on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. I do the majority of my content through that one. So you'll really get to see a lot. We like to really siphon through a lot of the news too. So, I mean, you're going to consistently see retweets from Passin and MLB trade rumors and stuff through, through us too. So I think it's overall a great follow. Other than that, you can get the podcast anywhere you can get this podcast, actually. I mean, that's the beauty of uh, belly up sports network, but no, we, we cover every team every day of the MLB season. I'm really looking forward to year two after a very successful year one talking about this stuff. And we're really going to, again, if, if you want fun, but also really informative, really stats based MLB content come to us because I really do feel like we know what we're talking about and we certainly see enough of it going every single day all year long. Thank you guys. All right. Thanks LJ. Well, Christian, it's just me and you for the rest of the time. <laughs> for the next Alrighty. 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> All righty. All right. So we're going to move over to the NL West. And NL West is, is a is a is a interesting division uh, because you had the Giants and the Dodgers going down to the wire last year. San Diego kind of petered out after a, a brilliant 2020 where they went where they won their first playoff series and over 20 years, they kind of petered. They started out well. They kind of petered out as the season went on. Is it a three team? Is it as much of a three team race as we, as I I kind of want to have in my head or the Dodgers going to run away with this, run away with this division? No, the, the Dodgers have a literal all-star team. Like each one of those guys in that lineup is, is an all-star and it's, it's scary because, they they are probably going to win over 110 games this season. I can I can say that with a lot of confidence. They're going to score wow. a lot of runs, and their pitching staff is very good, especially their bullpen. Um, losing Kenley kind of hurt them, but not as much as people think. Kenley, Kenley was good, but he wasn't great last year, which is unfortunate because he's one of the best closers. Um, like of our of our time right now but um i think it's going to be very hard for the giants to have a repeat of last season and i i think it's going to be really hard for 
the Padres to even like come close to doing what the Dodgers are going to do this year, um, especially with Tatis being out for like the first like two months, I think. Um, so I, I think it's really a one team race and I'm, I'm excited to see how many games the Dodgers can win this year because it's going to be a lot. All right. So I, I got to ask you this since this came up in my head just a, a, a while you said that when you said the Dodgers have the potential to win 110 games this year, the major league record is 116. Yeah. By the 1906 Chicago Cubs and the 2001 Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Does this lineup have the potential to possibly break, meet, either equal that record or maybe go, maybe win one or two more? Can we see them win 117, 118 games? I I believe they can, um, especially with their their actual lineup, not necessarily their pitching rotation. Um, they they give their pitching rotation a lot of leeway. I feel like because of how good their hitting is going to be this year. I mean, just think about that. You have Cody Bellinger in center field who could have who could bring out any moment like like he did in 2019. You have Mookie Betts, who's one of the best outfielders we have in the league right now. Freddie Freeman, probably the top, best first baseman in my opinion. You got Max Muncy at second base, great, great hitter, um, great defensive player. It it's it's really going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean. Even Justin Turner, like he's a he's a great player. It's it's going to be, um, it's going to be really fun to watch them. And and even Will Smith, the, their catcher, he's he's a, he's a young player, but he's very very good. I'm, I can I'm, insert a slap joke here, but I don't. <laughs> I really don't want to because I think it's kind of played out by now. <laughs> Keep the Dodgers name. Out, out of my bleeping mouth. <laughs> Fun fact, though, Will, Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith are actually minority partners of the New Jersey Devils hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot, I forgot about that the other day. I'm looking through the Devils roster and their team. And I'm like, I forgot, totally forgot they're minority partners. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So that all that aside, so let's talk about the division winners to the playoff playoff car, playoff uh who uh, the, the playoff spots which three teams win to the divisions and which three teams go to the play uh, which teams which three teams are the playoff now the wild card now if the, the, is there a plan for the wild card or is there or is it just did they play each division winner i mean i'm talk to me about that I, i'm kind of I, I i might have caught it in the beginning but i'm, I'm a little confused as to the playoff format yeah, honestly, that's a very good question because I'm not so sure either. I think it could be something along the lines of like a one through six seed. So it could be like one and two get a bye, and then it's um, four plays six, five plays seven in like a maybe a one game series, and then they go to the DS and they go to the CS and then so on and so forth. I think okay. it could be something like that, but I'm not 100% positive. All right, so I'm doing my research here. I'm looking at um, NBC Sports Philadelphia. It says the 2022 playoff format will include 12 teams rather than 10. There will be six playoff teams per league, the three division winners, and the three wild cards. Mm-hmm. One seed is the best overall record is the one seed. Two seed is the second best division record among the winners. Third seed is the best division winner record. Is the third best division, division record uh, winner record. Then you have the four through six where the wild card top two seeds get the playoff get get a bye to the divisional round so you want to win those you want to be 
in either the one or two spot in in the league. Yeah. And then it says three will host six for a three game series and four will host five for a three game series. Yep. And then the winners move on to it looks like a five a five game divisional series like we have in the past. So yeah, we have the five game divisional series, and we have the seven game championship series, and it goes to a best of seven World Series. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a little it's less confused. The gist of it, yeah. Okay, I'm a little I'm a little less confused now. Thank you very much for helping me out yeah. with that. It's, it's kind of like the NBA play ins, like right. I don't really watch basketball. That's that's no, I don't watch much basketball anymore either. I'm trying to get out of it, but I can't. All I know is that the Lakers suck, and so does LeBron. LeBron's washed. (laughs) He's washed. Russell Westbrook (sighs) also is washed. Yeah, that that turned out to be a disastrous trade, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Super team, my ass. Yeah, yeah, super team. Anyway, all right, Christian. So moving on to we're we're going to talk. Let's switch back to baseball. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, that's my that's my. Who are your three division winners in the American League, and your three wild card teams in the American League? All righty, I've given this a lot of thought. You you give me me yours, and I'll give you mine. All right, I've given this a lot of thought lately. Okay, I'm gonna have to take this off for this because I don't I don't want (laughs) to hurt my voice. All right, so the one I the one seed I have the oh this is so tough I hate doing these I have the well well Rangers. remember well remember Christian the most predictable thing about the future is that it's unpredictable that is true that is very true all right I take back what I said I don't have okay. the Rangers winning I don't have the Rangers winning first. Okay. <laughs> All right. One seed, Blue Jays. Two seed, Astros. Three seed, White Sox. Those are my three division winners Blue Jays, okay. White Sox, and Astros. Okay. Um, and then for my three wild card spots, these are really tough because there's a lot of very good teams in the AL. Um, I, I hate to say this, but I have the Yankees missing the playoffs. Their pitching just isn't where it's supposed to be. Mm. Um, and that, that really hurts me, but it's I think it's bound to happen. Um, so I think I think the four seed is going to be the Red Sox. And the five seed, I have the Rangers. And then the sixth seed... I have the Yankees. I have to put them in. I have to put them in. I have to put the Yankees in. I just don't see the Twins beating the Yankees in record record wise, at least. Okay. So that's that's who I have in. I have Blue Jays in the one, Astros two, White Sox three, and then who did I say? Red Sox. Red Sox. Uh, okay, this is who I have for you. I've got. Okay. Toronto one, Houston mm-hmm. two, White Sox three, mm-hmm. Boston four, Texas five, Yankees six. Yeah. Okay. I don't All see right. the Twins making it as much as as much as I want them to. I don't want them to at the same time because I don't like Correa. All right. So I'm I'm, I'm writing these down for a posterity and b uh, 
we'll come we'll come back and revisit these so, at the end of this. So season. you can bully me when I'm completely wrong and the no, okay, I bu- it's like we, you can bully me if I get these wrong too. Oh, we, can bully, yeah. we can bully each other. Oh yeah, yeah. One of us is getting bullied. Yeah, just... one of us is getting bullied. All right, so I'll give you I'll give you my predictions for uh, American League. So number one, I've got Toronto. I think the I think they're the I think they're the universal favorite to yeah. win the American League regular season pennant. Yeah. Two, I've got the White Sox. Uh, just because I, I think the the strength of their pitching, and people might as much as people say that to, the the game has passed Tony Russo by, he's just he's still a winner. He knows yeah. what he's doing. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. That's why he's won the World Series with two different teams and one in each one in each league. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why the White Sox brought him in. And the three seed I've got Houston. Four through six gets really interesting. I'm actually going to take the New York Yankees as my four seed. Hmm, and the reason why is because I think if if Higashioka can carry over his awesome preseason into the regular season, and it would be a perfect replacement for Gary Sanchez, great. Uh, they, yeah. And and uh I think if their pitching can hold up, especially their starting pitching outside Garrett Cole, there's a lot of question marks there. But I think there can be if if Severino has a has the same season he had prior to his t- t- prior Tommy John surgery, and uh, Montgomery can control his control, even though he had a career year in innings pitched, wins, and strikeouts last year. He'd be a good. He'd be a good. He'd be a good uh, number two option. Uh, number three option. There's number. It's a number one lefty. I think they could have done more in their bullpen to secure their bullpen. I think this could be the last year, last go around, the last hurrah uh, for all this Chapman. Um, but aside from his control issues, I think he's still a viable pitcher. Yeah. Number five, I've got Boston, the Boston Red Sox. I've got them at five, and at six, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they, they'll have a lot of catching up to do because of their pitching staff, but the Rays are the Rays. And even with the shift being banned, they're still a very solid team fundamental-wise. Uh, they got Wander Franco. They managed to secure him for 10-plus years. I, I didn't think the, the Rays could afford to keep him for, for that type of money, A, for that type of scratch, and B, for that many years. But they have to believe in him. They they, they got to compete. They've yeah. got to compete somehow. And the only way they're going to do that in Major League Baseball, because there's no salary cap in Major League Baseball, the only way to do that is to spend money. And I think their ownership has finally realized that. Now, whether or not that whether or not that kind of translates to them staying in Tampa Bay, I don't know if they're going to. I don't know if they're if they're uh, going to stay in Tampa Bay for too long. I keep hearing I, I keep hearing rumblings about them moving to Charlotte or Nashville or even Montreal. Yeah, I know they um they. They put in like a request, uh, apparently, to like split their season between Montreal and Tampa Bay. And yeah, that, that was discussed denied. in twenty. That was discussed in twenty nineteen, and that never came to fruition, unfortunately. Yeah, that got denied. But I, I'm very excited to watch Wander Franco this year. He's, he's, I mean, dude is ridiculous at baseball. But the yes, I have to say the one thing that I'm truly disappointed about that I didn't bring up earlier, which I was mad at myself for not bringing up, is the fact that we are going to go another season without seeing Mike Trout in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm so disappointed because it's, we're running out of time. Angels, yes. we're running out of time. I know 
probably nobody from the Angels is going to see this, but figure it out. Like, get that man some freaking pitching. They had the pitching. They brought in Syndergaard. They brought in uh, who? Who did they bring in? I mean, they have Rice. Uh, they brought in Noah, Noah, Noah Syndergaard. They brought in who else? Did they bring in nobody. Anthony right. Rendon. Uh, let's see. Uh, they, they, yeah, they Noah Syndergaard. That's pretty much like and, and Otani. Like those are the only pitchers, but I don't know. It's I don't terrible. Know. There's one website that has them finishing second behind Houston. I I, I can see that because <laughs> just because if if Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and Anthony Rendon are all consistently in that lineup, and Joe Adele performs like he was uh, like hyped up to be, Jared Walsh comes out and performs like he was meant to be. It's I feel like they could have like a breakout year where they actually do come and finish in second place above Texas. Cause I mean, Texas doesn't really have a lot of pitching, so they could, they could no, potentially do that. No, you spend all that money on positional hitting, but you can't, can't pay for a pitcher. That's yeah. uh, that's concerning. All right. National league, Christian, who's your one, two, three for division. Who's your four, five, six for the wild card. All right. I feel like, I feel like the division ones are pretty easy, but the wild card is where it's going to stir things up. Um, I have Dodgers at one, uh, Braves at two, and I have the Brewers winning at three. Um, the wild card is where it gets interesting. Um, I I have the hmm, I have the Mets coming in at four. Oh, and I have. The Padres at five. Okay. And the Phillies at six. Okay. Yes. Any particular reason why the Phillies went up at uh, – well, the Padres and the Phillies went up at five and six? I, I just think they're both better than the Giants, and that's really their next best competition. I, I don't think the, um, the Cardinals are going to really have that good year that they've had in the past. Um. And I don't think that the Giants are going to really repeat what they did last year, even even with adding Carlos Rodon. Um, it's going to be really tough to do that. But I do see Philly taking a third place in the NL East, but with a very good record. I mean, they have two very, very solid starting pitchers with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, um, both which I could see winning the Cy Young Award for the NL this year. Um, so that's that's why I have them at three. Okay. All right. So here, here's who I have. I, I, and I'm pretty sure this is universal between every single, every, uh, every major, every baseball pundit out there, uh, professional or otherwise. Uh, Dodgers first place. Uh, they'll they'll finish they'll finish as a number one seed. Atlanta number two seed. Milwaukee number three seed. Here's where I differ from you in the wild. I'm going to differ from you in the wild card. I got St. Louis as the four seed. Hmm. Uh, I think they did just enough to to shore up their depth. Uh, I think they did just. I think they have their their solid lineup. Their solid lineup. So I I agree with uh, Harrison Bader in there as well. He's he's going to be a very good young stud. I just don't think I don't think their pitching staffs where it needs to be, and I feel like they have a lot of older players, which is. Good and bad. I mean, they got that veteran leadership, but dudes that are coming out of their prime, like Wainwright, uh, Yachty, it's going to be tough for them to really win with all of them. 
Yeah, and, and plus the the fact that we had a very compressed, rushed. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be uh, tough for them to really spring get training. It's, it's gonna be started. it's gonna be tough for any. Well, it's gonna be tough for any rotation. Yeah, I, I agree. to be honest with you, but I still I think they're still deep deep enough, and they have they can win enough games to secure the four spot. Uh, fifth spot, I've got the New York Mets. I think they have just enough. If they can, if Degrom comes back and when Degrom comes back in June, uh, he'll be back to his old form. They just need to find a way to score some runs for him because, from what I remember, for the last couple of seasons, when Jake Degrom's on the mound, they, the Mets can't. They can't. They don't give him enough run support. Jacob Degrom loses one to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and. I uh, yeah I think he's it, and the fact that again raise your hand if you got forgot Buck Showalter was the manager of the Mets. <laughs> I <Not> did. <laughs> I did. I'm I'm excited to see Bucky back. Yes, I like, I like Buck. A lot. I love Buck. I he's a great manager. One of the best. yeah even even when he wasn't managing the Yankees, I still have a you still have, oh, I still have a I still have a soft spot in my heart for him. Oh yeah, but I got the Mets finishing and in, in the fifth spot. I've got San Diego. And the sixth spot. I know they're going to miss Fernando Tatis for a while, but they've got a deep enough roster and decent enough pitching. I think they could surprise a lot of people this year. I think this is a, I think this is a bounce back season for the pods uh, in terms of a playoff spot. I know everything kind of melted down last year uh, with a lot of egos clashing in the locker room. You could visibly see it in in the dugout. Mm-hmm. But I think I think when you when you when you rise so fast and you fall so hard. You have one of two options. You either come back and you, you rise again. You come back with the Phoenix from the ashes. You come back, you, you rise again, you come back and you have an amazing season or you continue to melt and you fall. You, you sink deeper and deeper down and they got to blow the thing up and, and start all over again. But I think the Padres learned their lesson from last year. Being that they had a, a tremendous 2020, they were the most fun teams in major league baseball to watch. And having that failure from last year, I think they've learned from it. I think they've learned from it. And I think they have enough to get into the wild card spot. Interesting. Interesting. All right. I can so, definitely see it happening. I just don't think it's going to. Understood. I guess, uh, like I said, the most predictable thing about the future is it's unpredictable. So unpredictable. all these all these predictions that we make now are going to be total crap. And when it comes to when it comes to yeah. the uh, playoffs in October. All right. So who do you have coming out of? Each league as your World Series representative. This is tough. This is very tough because a lot of these teams are young and not a lot of playoff really like experience. So it's it's tough. Um, I I can see the White Sox possibly coming out of the AL. Oh. There's a little sleeper pick. Um, I can also see the Yankees coming out of the AL. Um, they they just have that I feel like playoff fight. Um, as as bad as Garrett Cole choked against Boston in the playoffs last year, um, it's it was it was unfortunate. Um, but I can I can really see them having a bounce back year, really driving and driving and striving for that. Um, World Series championship. I know a lot of the guys in that team are really, really dedicated to that push for 28. Um, but I, I think if Stanton, Judge, um, Gallo, if they all hit like they were signed to hit, 
and um, stay healthy, especially Stan and Judge. If they can, can if they can stay healthy, get consistent at bats, consistently see live pitching, I think, especially Stan, I think he could have an M- MVP type year. Um, and I mean, you saw what he did in the playoffs last year; he's ridiculous. Um, so I think he can oh, really August help and September for sure. Yeah. He was oh a God. monster. Stan, Stan is just. When he's on, he's on, and he's one of yes. the most fun players to watch in the league. Yeah. Um, so I think I can see both the the White Sox and the Yankees uh, coming out of that AL division, but I think it's going to be the White Sox. I, I can see the White Sox making it to the World Series. I, I love the Blue Jays, but I think they're just a little too young to do that, um, especially with Vlad and Bo Bichette. I mean, I, I, I like that lineup. It's just – I don't think it's where it really needs to be right now. I think they need one more year, just one more year of playoff experience. I think they're going to make it to the CS and just come a little short. I think right. I think I can see the White Sox winning four three in the ALCS. And now, who's your NL pick? Ah, <laughs> oh, this is tough, but I'm going to have to say Braves again. I oh, okay. I'm a I'm a big Braves fan. Um, I'm a big Acuna fan, um, and I'm I'm really rooting for him. And I, I think they have just enough to beat the Dodgers. Okay. Um, I think it's gonna. I think it's be very close in the ALCS. It's obviously gonna be Dodgers Braves, but I, I think it's gonna be Braves four three. It's we're gonna have some fun playoff series to watch this year. I'm, I'm very excited. All right. And who's your World Series champ? I got I got Braves repeating. I, I really okay. like this lineup. Um, they have a great pitching staff. Great lineup. I think I think Acuna with him coming back, them having Austin Riley back, Dansby Swanson back, and Matt Olson coming to their team. I think it's gonna be a really hard team to beat. Um, and especially with that pitching staff with Max Freed, you know, he's coming off a year where he had very good stuff. Um Ian Anderson was a great pitcher in the playoffs, great pitcher for them to have. Um and I'm excited for him to be up for a whole full season with the Braves and you know, I mean, five one eight kid. Ian Anderson's a five one eight kid. Yep, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be great to watch. So I, I see Braves repeating. All right. As for myself, uh, I've got I'm gonna take Houston coming out of the American League again. Uh, I just have a I just have a feeling that they're gonna be even though they lost Correa. I think they're they're they still have a lot. Dusty Baker can do a lot with a little. And you got to remember they're great. still getting Verlander back too, so they're going to be yes. Verlander yep. is going to be dominant once again. He yep. I mean, every year that he pitches, he just he just seems to get better and better, and I, I yep. love that about Verlander. Yeah, I think a year off did wonders. For, is going to do wonders for him uh, in the National League. I've got I've got Atlanta too. I've got I've got a rematch of Houston and Atlanta in the World Series, and I'm like you, I've got Atlanta winning it all again. I think they win it in. I think they win it at uh, Truist Park in Atlanta this time around. So that's my prediction. All right, Christian, tell people where can find you. If you got something going out with the podcasts, if you got social media, where can people find you? Yeah. My, my friend and I have a podcast. It's called throwing smoke. Um, we don't really do much on that anymore. We're both really busy college students. So we try to upload when we can. I'm, I'm sure we're going to do an episode probably fairly soon. I mean, we kind of have to with MLB starting up again, but uh, yeah, you do. I mean, you can you can follow me on that. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at MacLifts uh, if you wanna if you wanna go 
watch me lift some heavy circles and uh <laughs> or you can just follow my main instagram if you want at uh cmac 0602 all right thanks for joining me christian appreciate you buddy of course it's a pleasure as always And again, I want to thank LJ and my nephew, Christian. Check out their podcast and the social media channels wherever you can find them. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of No Credentials Required. I want to remind you again, on the podcast side, subscribe to the channel. Tell your friends, especially in the Mighty 518 area, about this podcast. We're trying to grow listenership for this year. Tell your friends. Leave a rating. Subscribe. Rate. All that stuff. We really do appreciate it. And also find us on our social media channels, which are on Twitter and Instagram, NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, and on YouTube, search No Credentials Required, hit subscribe, hit notifications. And I've been your host, Brian McCarthy. Thanks again for listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk about sports. We'll talk to you again next time. Courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on Supporters Music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.